Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Good morning. Uh, you have tuned in to Spiritual Intelligence. Uh, I want to say welcome and thank you for coming back. I And I want to send out a warm hello to our listeners around the planet. We I thank you so much for coming back uh, to our show. Today I'm excited to have a guest, Patrick Holly. Uh, we met at Awakenings. Oh, maybe about four to five years ago, and I had a really interesting conversation with Patrick, and then um, I wanted to bring him back because I hadn't spoken to him in a while, and I'm going to just give you a very quick background on Patrick, and then we'll go ahead and have him, uh, you know, tell us more about himself. He's got a really interesting story. Patrick is a spiritual intuitive counselor. He has been practicing professionally for over for over 10 years. Uh, throughout his career, he has helped individuals from all uh, from all walks of life uh, led a more balanced and productive existence. He uses his gift called spiritual soul connection in his sessions to receive messages from angels, ascended masters, and loved ones. Patrick uh, first started his journey over 30 years ago on the island of Maui, Hawaii. It is here that he met a spiritual teacher that explained to him what his life path and purpose would be. He learned about the power of shifting energy, healing of the soul, and karmic destiny. This is also where he learned about tarot cards and the positive way um, that they help someone open up to their own gifts and intuition. So, welcome, Patrick. Good morning. Hello, Ema. It's so nice to be a part of your talk show today. And I consider it an honor to be joining you, and thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I wanted so you know we've got so much to talk about because there's so much that I want to touch on because there's uh, first of all what tell me this tell me this story about you because it's 30 years and yet you're just saying 10 years so there's a lot more to you. Yes, there is. Well, first of all, um, I am and exactly what you said. I'm a, a intuitive spiritual counselor, healer, channel, and an energy worker and. I figured out that my purpose in life was to help individuals heal, heal their present conflicts from within, um, to help clear karmic debt, often stemmed from past life, and to help guide individuals seek their truth and authenticity. I started my uh, journey, yes, you're right, about 30 years ago on the island of Maui, Hawaii. I was working at the time in my cousin's gift shop, and I had the supreme chance of meeting a woman who was very spiritual herself. Her name was Dorothy, and she helped to open the door to my spiritual gifts and life purpose. Through our time together, we got to know each other, and one day she asked me if I knew what my life purpose was. And I didn't really understand at that time what that meant. Um, and she asked if I'd like to find out, and so I said, sure. And so then the journey began. Uh, Dorothy opened the door to my now understanding of spirituality, the art of shifting energy, karma, numerology, and the healing through meditation and clearing negative space. I learned also about spirit guides, ascended masters, angelic realms, and, of course, intuition. 
everything happens for a reason, she would say, and that has become my personal mantra. Whenever good and or challenging things have come my way or into the lives of my clients. She also introduced me to ruins, and I'm not sure if some of the viewers know what exactly that is, but it's an ancient form of oracle used by individuals seeking or wanting advice. Um, I believe that they originated from the Germanic Nordic ancient tribes around 12 to 500 BC. Um, yeah, and it was a use. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, yeah. and it was uh, used as a form of communication. And, of course, tarot cards. Um, she introduced them to me as a tool to open my spirituality and growth. And what's interesting about the, the uh, tarot is that while I was beginning my journey um, before the spiritual counseling actually took place, I needed to have a tool that I could use to really help people to open up, whether uh, consciously or subconsciously. And mm -hmm. tarot cards was an excellent way to do it. Um, mm -hmm. But over the years, mm -hmm. Dorothy and I uh, lost touch. Um, but I never forgot the gifts of spirit that she awakened within me. Um, and I'll be eternal, eternally grateful for what she showed. And for that, I, I, I applaud her in every way. Um, after Maui, I moved back to Portland. Um, that's where I grew up, Portland, Oregon. And then I decided, because things really weren't working out up there, so I headed down to Southern California. And at that time, I put spirituality sort of on the back burner. But it was always lingering somewhere in the back of my mind. Um, no, I no, no. What, what, what yeah. were you doing? Um, you know, what were you doing? What, what was your profession at the time? At the time when I lived in Portland, I was working in a restaurant. And I was debating, do I go to college? Do I travel a little bit? What, what would I want to do? But... I needed to have more of a home base for myself, and mm -hmm. Portland just didn't seem like it was working anymore, so I decided to make my way down to Southern California, and at the time, I had family living down here, so I just made the transition from the Pacific Northwest down south, and it actually worked well, um, and the reason, and this is where I want to talk about how synchronicity comes into place, because it really did help to shift and change and change my life and my focus as a whole. Um, so I moved to Southern California, um, primarily also I needed something that was a little different. Um, I wasn't one to really sit at a desk or in a cubicle. I wanted to be around people. And I found that I loved being around um, the industries like retail and restaurant that, that would offer that to me. Being a food server and later a restaurant manager, um, it gave me the opportunity to connect with people one-on-one. -on -one. And it helped me to prepare for the future counseling as a whole. Um, one day, I was encouraged to see a psychic that was recommended to me by a family member. And aside from the spiritual knowledge I'd learned from Dorothy, I'd never gone to a random stranger for advice. But I decided to take my chance and go. Um, I met this woman. She was amazing. I'm going to call her Psychic Jean. And uh, she told me about my future and pointed out significant events that would help shape my life. And one thing she predicted to me, and I'll never forget it, but she said, you know, one day um, you're going to have twin girls in your life. And it was unclear at the time how this would all come about, but she mentioned that the twins would play a very significant role in my life. And she mentioned one of them or one of the twins in specific. So I sat there and I thought, wow, you know, I'm going to have twin daughters. This is going to be awesome. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting. Some years after that second greeting with Jean, I was working in a local restaurant waiting tables and managing the staff, 
and I'd befriended one of the employees, and over time we got to know each other on a deep spiritual level. One day we were having a conversation, and both of us discovered that we had an interest and fascination in runes and tarot cards. And uh-huh. so we started practicing on each other. And now here we are, 25-some laters, and we're best friends, we're spiritual soulmates, and she's the twin. Oh, my gosh. So, so it took me from understanding so, 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 so from a psychic... So you both, excuse me, but so, so you yes, both please. started to um, learn together, basically. Exactly. And And what was interesting is that in the beginning of our friendship, I had no idea that she was a twin. And when she had had her sister come and work in the restaurant with us, I didn't realize they were twins because they didn't look identical. So right. when she said that she was a twin, it was like it, it hit me upside the head. And I thought, oh, gosh, that is exactly what Psychic Gene was talking about. So mm-hmm. it helped me to understand, even with my clients, that sometimes what happens is that I'll get an image in excuse me, I'll get an image or a flash of something. And sometimes it's not always what we think it is, but then it plays out to be exactly what it needs to be, if that makes sense. So absolutely, absolutely. And and so what's so far, what you've said is that it was already, this was already, this was already the path that had been laid out for you. You were just going through, you were just taking, you know, you were going down, going down and taking the steps to it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like, like I always say that in our lives, oftentimes, and we don't realize it, but it's always been predestined. And, and that's the one thing where I look at as far as faith and understanding that everything and anything is possible. So, mm-hmm. so I'd like to shift a little bit into, um, I started working in metaphysical bookstores about 10, 12 years ago. Um, I was finally living my purpose and helping individuals, individuals live and lead healthy lives. But at that time, I had traded the ruins in for tarot cards because, again, it was easier for my clients to connect with the cards versus sort of the oddly shaped stones and symbols on the ruins. Um, all was going well. Um, I was getting booked out regularly, and I found that I was able to leave my restaurant job and focus on spirituality full-time. But then mm-hmm. something had, had happened, and through the journey with clients, I began to realize that they were not really healing and moving forward in their lives the way the tarot cards were directing or predicting. What mm-hmm. was discovered is that for most of them, there had been an underlayer of unhealed energy that needed to be healed something that the tarot cards had been unable to address. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you know, how life will show you one way of learning, but will often change the course along the way. And spirit at that time for me definitely had stepped in. And with the help of my friend, I began to read people without using the cards. And what was happening for me was a profound shift in the way I was reading people. I began mm-hmm. to get flashes and images like scenes to a story. This method started to take a form of its own, and before I knew it, I had built up enough clientele with my new method of reading, and in addition to the metaphysical bookstores, I decided to open my own office, and that, for me, is where my gift of spiritual counseling was born. Now, okay, so, you know, so, yes. so, so did, did, now, did you have training as far as your clairvoyancy, or was, did it just started to evolve on its own? It completely evolved on its own. 
And what and what's really interesting about this is is as I began to expand the business and as more people started coming to me with their challenges and their issues, it was almost like and it goes along the line of how we meet the people we're supposed to along the way. Yeah, like um, Dorothy and your friend, it, the twin. Right, exactly. And they are there sometimes, whether, and we've all heard this before for a season or a reason, but they're mm-hmm. there mostly because there's something they're seeking, and it's easier at times that I've found to talk to a stranger. Because mm-hmm. when someone doesn't know us, Sometimes we're, we're, we're more able or more willing to open up about things that we wouldn't so otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it gave me that sort of insight of knowing that, that for people or with people as a whole, that what they're really searching and seeking for is that feeling inside of I matter and I want that to be validated. So mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a very connection. interesting, very connection. interesting connection. Very interesting connection. You know, uh, on a side uh, note. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. No, as I said, as as humans, what we all seek is connection, and and sometimes if they do, people do it through a therapist. Others do it through psychics or through going to go get a tarot read or go get you know a crystal healing or something, and they they find a connection there because they're they're they get it's like a spiritual hello. I call it a spiritual yes. hello. Absolutely. And and do you agree that a part of that has to do with when when people is ready or as a saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. And and that spiritual hello is that introduction into let me show you or let me guide you on your journey so that maybe mm-hmm. you can discover or figure out uh, your your life purpose on this wor- in this world is all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, on, on a side note, Ema, I want to point out, um, I'm not personally one for social media. Um, so many of my clients have searched and scanned the Internet and wondered why I'm not on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Um, and personally, I don't even have a personal website. And the reason being because... Honestly, at this point, I haven't needed one. Um, 80% of my personal clientele come from word of mouth and referrals. And I have been very grateful in being able to say um, that I've been able to sustain that for well over seven years in my personal office. Um, Now, that's not to say that one day that may not change for me, where um, maybe I'll get more into social media as a way to expand. But for right now, I like the less is more approach and um, it's worked perfectly fine for me. So um, I'd like to get into um, the spiritual counseling aspect of, if I may. Oh, sure, um, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Several factors usually will take place before I start my session. Um, first, I want my clients to have an idea or know why they're there to see me. Um, in other words, I want them to take responsibility for what that process might be. Second, they need to be open to their mind, body, and spirit, and they have to be honest with me in wanting to heal themselves on a very personal and or spiritual level. And third, are they willing to do or at least try and exercise in past life or guided meditation? I teach through my understanding of self and my experience in connection with spirit. I've learned that not everyone may understand or want that format, 
in what I have to offer, and I'm okay with that. My purpose is to enlighten and heal, and I always hope that during or after a session with me, my clients will be able to at least walk away with a better sense of self. Usually in a session, I will introduce what I've understood from my spirit guides, the distance of, excuse me, the difference of soul versus spirit, um, which I've learned, though some may disagree, soul and spirit that I found are actually two different energies. Soul, what I've discovered, is the voice of reason. And the soul will allow us to move lifetime to lifetime. So soul to me equals logic. Whereas in spirit, spirit is more about the energy that guides us. It will be the inner voice, the whisper, and sometimes the protector. And it is the all-forgiving that allows us to have and to show empathy and compassion on a very deep, profound level. And I will direct at times um, that energy of the soul versus spirit when people are feeling confused or lost or sometimes or more often when they just need direction. Oftentimes, if someone is too logic, which I've also discovered, or too much in their spirit, it may be difficult for them to find peace or direction in their lives. So I always say that in order to find balance, soul and spirit have to come together to create a contract so that the individual can move forward into their purpose. There is a wonderful energy um, that I've discovered over the years with spiritual counseling, and that is past life. Um, often in sessions, I will often introduce past life as a way for individuals to help heal their souls. So many times, as people are sitting in front of me, I will start getting flashes or images of a time that maybe they had once lived. I know spirit does this as a way for some people to understand why they keep repeating the same patterns or why they keep bringing the same toxic people into the world over and over again. It gives a tool and a different perspective so that people can see and understand the root of their challenges and so that they can move forward in life. And with past life, I also want to add there's this, there's this energy that I call collective or I'll, I'll call it collective past life. And what that means is Sometimes friends will come in together, or maybe a family will come in together, whether all at once or maybe separately. And I won't really know why, but I may get a similar image or a similar time frame. And oftentimes people will come back to me and they said, well, you said that my friend had the same life that was similar to mine. And what I discovered is that, of course, and have you ever wondered why you're still friends? Because in that past lifetime, you shared a similar experience. In that past lifetime, maybe you were all farmers, or maybe you were all shopkeepers. So in this lifetime, you're coming back and maybe redoing that same scene or redoing that same energy. And so what I like about that is being able to point out to people that oftentimes we do repeat with the same people, with the same energy. Yes, maybe at times and often that the life lessons may be different but yet that energy and that connection is still there. Now, have you ever heard the um, uh, saying the uh, soul family? Mm-hmm. Soul family, okay. Soul family, to me, is one of the most important things because with a soul family, oftentimes and what I've discovered is that you're a part of an energy that exists, but maybe you've had past lives with that energy or with that person, but it doesn't always mean that they're going to show up in this lifetime. So 
So it's part of that spirit or energy that's always watching over that's very familiar to us, but yet it didn't always mean or, or doesn't mean that it is going to show up in our present life. So even that, as I point out to people, because oftentimes people will come to me and say things like, well, I don't understand because I keep getting this energy of a grandfather figure, but I don't know where it comes from. But when it comes to visit me, I feel warm inside or I feel unconditional love. And that is how I describe soul family. Karma. Um, as we know and understand, the form of Hindu and Buddhism, which is the sum of persons or actions in the present or previous state of existence, also karmic debt, events that are formed um, from past lives that we have not or are unwilling to heal in the present lifetime that bring us from one life to the next, or what I call the karmic train. And what that means is this. The saying that goes when we know better and don't do better, then the lessons will pile up and oftentimes will hit us like a brick wall. And the term of karma, when I use it in a session, oftentimes it's not just about the golden rule of do unto others as if you as if you would have do unto you. It's more of that underlayer again of if you do this knowing that it's going to create a situation where people may or may not benefit from, but you know that there's there's the lesson that you are not learning, it is going to arise somewhere down the road. And it's in that energy that if we're not healing or fixing it, then it comes back again and again, but the stakes get higher. And that's the part that I look at some people, because for some of them, whether it's the course of a month, a year, two, three, five years down the road, they keep repeating that same pattern. And I always say what you're actually doing is you are accumulating karmic debt that will result in the karmic train that is on the way. And the karmic train does not stop along the journey. What it will do is oftentimes it will plow us down. Because what it's saying is, I gave you the opportunity to make better choices, and you didn't take advantage or learn from what was given. So now this train is on its way to say, what do we need to do to have you understand what you need to pay attention to? So, so for me, in introducing karma and karmic debt, I always encourage people, don't let that train come and blindside you because it's important to realize the value as a whole, that if you learn the lesson, hopefully you will not repeat it. Ema, I've also learned that many of us um, live in lack. And sometimes we live in lack and we don't even realize it. Um, and I'm not talking about lack of money or possessions. I'm talking about the um, lack of validation and self-worth. A good way um, to cure lack, which I've learned, is the understanding of the form of gratitude. And I cannot tell you how important gratitude or the lack of gratitude can really shape the way someone can view their current circumstance. I've worked with, let's say, several people in the past that they always will say to me things like, oh, I'm so thankful for this. I'm thankful for my husband. And while that's wonderful and I like that energy as a whole because they are showing an expression of thankfulness I never hear gratitude but yet at the same time those same people will keep making the same mistakes over and over or they're not appreciative of what they have so what I've discovered is in that gratitude or in that space of gratitude 
because or maybe they're not aware of by not acknowledging that or maybe they're not even wanting to acknowledge it it comes from also that space of or that energy of then you need to take a step back view your big scene view your issue or the challenge and you need to find out what you're grateful for and oftentimes when I say that, they'll look at me and they'll say, well, why should I be grateful for the end of my marriage? And I say, it's not the end of the marriage that you need to applaud. It's the fact of what did you learn? Because if you're not learning the lesson and you're not there to understand that there is a gracious space that was created for that lesson to be learned, then you're going to repeat it again. And so I really take gratitude seriously and I express it in a way and sometimes I'll even test people to see if in that gracious space or in that energy of gratitude, if they're really in that authentic space of receiving and giving it, or if they're just saying it as a word or just a meaning to maybe voice a, um, maybe an expression of appreciation. Because in the end, I always look at gratitude as the key or a tool to be used to show the supreme from the space of the heart chakra, the supreme energy of graciousness. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I feel that it's so important that we all have a clear vision of what we want in this lifetime. I often will use guided meditations um, as a way to help individuals, and there's one that I use called the White Room. And it's a white room meditation where I take the client into a, um, let's say, meditated state of being, and we go to a white room. I envision them sitting on a chair. I envision them blocking everything out as best they can and just focusing on the white light. And it's in that energy that I create a space where it can be a bird, a butterfly, anything with wings, an angel. And it comes and it lands in the palm of their hand, and, and as the connection as the spirit or the butterfly lands in their hand, then all of a sudden now there's color. There is opportunity. There's a promise. And when they open their eyes, what was once all white is now whatever the oasis that they want it to be. So it can be the beach. It can be a forest. It can be grandma's house baking cookies. And it's in that meditation. Then, they're, then they stand up. They walk to the door. They open it. And on the other side, it's the vision or the hope of the vision of what they want for themselves. Another area that I've learned is that it's so important that we have a direction or something that we're striving or looking forward to. And on that other side of the door, in the meditation, whatever it may be, it could even be connecting them with their spirit guide or their guardian angel. It allows them to feel that energy and that space of, wait a minute, there is something bigger going on. I do need to have that vision or I do need to have that flow of energy coming from where I was or where I thought I was into who or maybe what I want to be. And that to me is one of the meditations that I take people so that they understand the process of getting from point A to point B isn't just about creating the list or that uh, sort of uh, uh, goals of of this is where I want to be in three, five, ten years, it, what is the vision for that? Because if we have that clear picture, then oftentimes we're able to strive for it in, let's say, a more balanced way. Um, one of my most favorite movies of all time um, 
is Ben-Hur, and it's the 1959 version with Charlton Heston. Um, the reason why um, I'm going to mention this movie is because as a kid, um, I would watch it, and there would be a lot of things that I wouldn't quite understand, but as an adult I would, and one of them was the um, act of forgiveness. And if anyone has watched the movie or understood the movie as a whole, um, pretty much what it's about, it's about a man's journey um, into discovering and, 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 and finding himself. And through a series of events, he learns different things um, about, car about karma, spirituality, the synchronicity, life lessons, kindred connections, God, forgiveness, gratitude, etc. And it teaches the soul that if we're doing the right thing, if we know who we are and we're on that right path, there isn't anything that we can't overcome. And we, as long as we have that understanding and that, again, the soul-spirit connection, it opens the doors and it allows us to heal and it allows us to be in a space where we feel comfortable with who we are and what we have to offer. You know, I was raised in a home. Yes. I was going to say, how did you meet the Ascended Masters? How how I meet Ascended because, Masters because, is... Because you, you say that they also, you get messages from the angels, ascended masters, and loved ones. So they're, they're definitely, they're part of your sessions. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So how did definitely. you, I mean, the angels are always around us. And when we get, you know, when we start to go and down that road, we start to get, you know, we start to hear our guides and it could be angels. And so ascended masters are interesting. So tell me, how did you, how did you meet the ascended masters? This is how, when I was doing my personal meditations, I kept getting these nudges or these feelings of these wonderful beings that have crossed over. Um, and they were, whether leaders or presidents or maybe even uh, people in the public eye, that we as society today view as um, maybe gods or goddesses or um, images of what we would look at, look at as grandiose. So I'm going to give you an example. There was a client that would come and see me, and every time he sat down, immediately I would get the image of Napoleon, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't know why. I, I, I would just sit there and look at him and I'd say, do you read books on, on Napoleon or, or, or French wars or, or anything to do with that period of history? And he would always look at me like, no. And one day I sat there and I just couldn't help him. And I said, um, I have a message for you from um, an ascended master, and it is Napoleon. And I gave to him a play-by-play um, -play of a strategy that uh, Napoleon was, was, was giving me to share with my client about how he needed to direct his business. And in doing so, that client went home, um, started putting things down on paper, and slowly over time turned his business around. And what I learned is that when an ascended master, whether it's Buddha or Gandhi or whomever it may be, comes to me, it is a message from spirit saying to me, this is what I did to deliver, whether for myself or to the person sitting in front of me. And what I find is so fascinating about that is that with Ascended Masters is that it doesn't always have to represent a God-like being. So it can also represent, like I say, someone like Napoleon. Sometimes, for instance, also, I will get someone like um, maybe Marie Antoinette will come visit or I will get a, um, but, uh, but a, a Chinese the, emperor. But, 
But yeah, like please. Marie Antoinette and, and Napoleon, they would be uh, spirits who had passed on. Now, and and I'm going to ask you this because when yeah. when people say ascended masters, there's a certain mm-hmm. a group of people that have you know books have been written on, and Madame Blonsky had did this whole thing on. So what? So you're saying that in an ascended master is somebody who's had several lives and they've ascended to help spiritually, and they are part of the uh, group that you know that Madame Blonsky has talked about. So you're saying that also Napoleon, Marie Antoinette, and just anybody can, is an ascended master because because a spirit could come to you, a grandfather said, "Hey, you know, I'm an ascended master." Right. Okay. So, and that that is a great question. So, let me point that out to you. Um, when an energy comes to me, and let's say it is a relative of some sort, and yes, mm-hmm. you are right. That that does not represent to me, or no, do, nor do I tell the client that that person is an ascended, let's say, master that has come to deliver a message. Ascended master, and what I've been told by spirit or, or, or how I've learned, is that when a soul of importance or had a prominent place somewhere in our historic timeline has advanced to the other side, what they've done is they've done a lot of work, they've healed, they've recognized perhaps maybe their, their, their uh, faults and challenges, and they have risen to a higher elevation of spirit. And so now when they come to me, they show me the form in which they were depicted in history. But then again, also what happens is that they've also shown me sort of like a backdrop of their time on earth and what they learned. And so then when, I'll say when then Napoleon comes, I Mm -hmm. get not just, okay, he was this great dictator of France at one point in history. They're showing all this inner energy behind him. So mm-hmm. his past lives that led him to right, the, the being Napoleon. Being Napoleon, right? Correct, correct, correct. Right. So this, and, so Martin Luther King could be an, is an ascended master. At, in every way, yes. And and, and, so and, Kennedy and, and how they have all assignments because I believe that they have assigned. They were assigned because they needed to shift. Yes. Yes. And 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 Ema, what is so fascinating about it overall is this is that I understand, especially in our world, and I'm going to bring a little social media into this, is that sometimes what happens is that that we get so wrapped up in the um, drama and the politics and everything that's going on, and we forget the essence of how did we get here, you Mm -hmm. know, and who are we as humans. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm sitting in a session, and an ascended master or a higher spirit comes to me, immediately I place them in that category of an evolved spirit mm-hmm. that, that, that is here now to give a lesson or mm-hmm. to teach us something that maybe they didn't while they were here on earth. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's a validation of the soul so that we can recognize for ourselves either, okay, I'm on the right path, or maybe there are some things that I need to take a step back and shift so that I can become mm-hmm. a better person. Mm-hmm. And I love when 
I'll talk to a client, and when an image comes to me, and I'll say, oh, well, you know, this master or this being is here, and the look on their face might be something like, oh, I've never talked about that before, but I always idolized that person. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, I never knew that, but when I was in high school, I did a book report on that person. And so Mm -hmm. what it is is that that ascended soul has come to that person to deliver a message for their highest good. You know, and I'm going to, this is a, you brought it a a couple of really good things here that I would like to talk with you about. First of all, my first question is for you, how, what is the difference between say an angel and an ascended Mm -hmm. master? Now, do you, do you get communication like from St. Germain or Lady Nada or um, any of the cosmic beings? Interesting enough is that um, a lot of the, um, let's say, uh, 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 well, let's put it this way, uh, Jesus comes to me yeah. often and always has ever yeah. since I was a child. Yeah. And I have a very um, I believe you. sort of a sort of a love fear with with him directly as a whole. Um, and so and so to answer your question, um, an angel is an energy that comes from a uh, from a very love and light spiritual realm that is there to guide us and to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm sorry, did you want to know the difference between that and an ascended yeah, no, master? What, what, how, well, it's about how you know what is the difference between that. And and you can also give me an explanation of what you see is the difference between a, an angel and a ascended master. That would be great. When when an angel comes to visit me or when an angel is present in a session with a client, I feel warm inside and I feel mm-hmm. nothing but love and light. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. usually that angel will present themselves to me in mm-hmm. a very beautiful energy. And I know in my heart and soul that is an angel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When an ascended master comes to me, it's more of a direct energy of this is my message. Yes. <laughs> so it's not so much about that beautiful light. It's, it's this is what yep. they need to know, and this is my message for them. Mm-hmm. When let's mm-hmm. say, for instance, a negative spirit comes, because sometimes yeah. that will happen, I all of a sudden will feel nauseous, or I'll get this overwhelming sensation where I start sweating, mm-hmm. or I feel that feeling inside of just discomfort. And the only way that I can describe it, because I've talked to other readers before and healers, and everyone has their own interpretation of being able to sense different things. But for me, for those areas, it's the angel. It's really about that that, that warm light. The ascended master is more of the direct message. And Mm -hmm. anything negative, there's an uneasy feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, I I wanted to point something out. And one of the reasons why... I wanted to speak with you about you being uh, not on social media and how much success you've had is that when I first met you and we had our very first conversation, we were talking about money and Mm -hmm. uh, you had, and I don't remember the story in detail, but what I do remember was that how you had worked on it and how you had kept working on it and working on it because at, at the time, at the place that, that, 
I met you at Awakenings, you were start you were becoming like the top person who was who was bringing in and was charging the most. And and so I asked you some questions about that, and you talked about how you had worked on that for all this time. Now, it was interesting to me. Now, fast forward when we spoke the and I wanted you to come on the show, you talked about how now you had become a spiritual counselor. You have an office and you're now at two locations and this is without social media. I was, you know, I feel that it can be done and I wanted you to come on as an example for all of the ones who are out there who are doing this, that not to despair that they can all do it on, you know, by word of mouth. So I understand I, I really understand my spiritual counseling is all word of mouth. I don't advertise. Mm-hmm. I advertise this, you know, and I'm on social media for this. But another thing that I wanted to, why the reason why I wanted to bring on, and you pointed it out in your conversation, in what you were saying, was about how you developed and how you perceive uh, the Ascended Masters, you know, how they come to you and how you know all of this is because you are doing it on your own and you're using your own psychic ability. And one of the reasons why I'm very much of an advocate about either getting some training, some basic foundation training, and also when I when I is for pe- when I have people who come and I put on my classes, I tell them not to take notes. It's so that they can start to develop on their own. The reason why being Patrick is that what I see currently is that everybody reads everything on the internet and they immediately start to become a master of information. Do you, you understand what right I'm saying? Absolutely. What I like about you is that. You know the the way that I was trained is to you look at it through uh, through your clairvoyancy and you learn through your clairvoyancy and this is a, you are this perfect example about how you're you just learn through just using your clairvoyancy losing your you know your abilities right and how you develop by just keep using it and all of these spirits who come to visit you and how you differentiate so I just I needed to say that because this is something that I'm truly an advocate of. Well, thank you so much for that. And Ema, I'm going to point this out that when I started my journey, um, one of my really good friends had, had mentioned to me, okay, we've got to get you a social media page. We've got to put you on a website, et cetera, and gave me a whole laundry list of things to do. And I, yeah. I, just, I just looked at her and I was just like, that, that's not who I am. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I want to try it out first with, um, with, with word of mouth and referrals. And what I discovered is this that in not being on social media, it's actually brought me a, I'll say, a clientele that personally they wish in some ways that they weren't on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because social media, which, which I think on a side note is fantastic, and, mm-hmm. and for those that engage in it and love it and, and it works for them, I applaud it. But for me, it's, it's more of, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's, it's the old-fashioned way of doing things. You know, yes. it's yes. if you're good at what you do and you trust what you do, you don't need social media. You know, okay. social media to me was designed as a form of communication and to market yourself. And I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. And that's not to say that maybe in the future I wouldn't exercise that at some point. 
But what I've learned thus far is that I've built up enough of a reputation for myself and a clientele that it's not so much about look at me and go to my web page. It's mm-hmm. more about, oh, did you hear about this guy? Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, one person tells another, et cetera, and that's how it's all formed. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of, again, where I'll use gratitude because every day in my meditation and prayer, I always say to spirit, I am so grateful for the opportunity to have met the people, the clients, and even the ones that have stayed with me over the years. And I'm so grateful for them for trusting in me and believing in me. And I'm telling you, I send that directly to spirit and to God, and I'm richly rewarded for it. And that to me has worked. And 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 I I I sometimes do sit there and I think, wow, how how has this all come about? But then again, and it goes back to when you own that authenticity of who you are, then people can feel it. There you go. And it's like that's that, it. right? And yes, it's that's sort of it. like that's that it. that yes, and it's it, it's that ripple effect. And it's that feeling inside of, oh my gosh, I, I, I know I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it in whatever it may be. You know, it's, it's really fascinating because a lot of my clients will come to me and they'll express things like um, they want to be on a reality show or, you know, they, they, they want to have um, exposure with a lot of different things and, and uh, social media and what I've discovered is that, unfortunately, to some degree, that's the world in which we are teaching the next generation, that mm-hmm. we're forgetting how to be authentic in some ways. And mm-hmm. with social media, not always, but sometimes, it'll have a, I'll say, a negative undertone. And unfortunately, Absolutely. people look at that, you know, and Absolutely. and and. And and I want people to know within themselves that they have enough of who they are and what they are. If they can trust and believe in, and they can trust and believe in that, then there isn't anything they can't do. And, and this that is, is that's. The, I'm sorry, Brenda. Yes, absolutely. Please, please, please go ahead. Oh, oh, I was I was just going to finish and say, um, and that's the goal that I want people to achieve. It's that inner knowing inside of themselves that whatever they choose to do in life, whatever choose that, that, that they choose to be, that they can be the person or the people that they were meant to. It's part of their life purpose. And I believe in that spiritual contract. And part of that spiritual contract, I'm also going to say this. You know, I joke about it sometimes, and, and I'll tell people, sort of view it like a cartoon. You're, you're up in another dimension before you're brought to earth, your spirit guide comes to you and says, we need to talk about something. You have a lifetime coming up. You've already signed up for it. But did you read the fine print? And I envisioned the cartoon of the character looking at the fine print and going, yeah, I read it. And so the guy will respond and say, but do you understand at this stage of your life, these are the different challenges that are going to come to you. And someone that can own that will make that contract, look it over, and sign it. Mm -hmm. And say, yes, I understand all of it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how some people, you know, when they come to this world, it's like they'll say, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher or a mm-hmm. doctor or maybe just a wife or a mother mm-hmm. because yes. they knew that was part of their contract. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, you know, all of us were not brought here to live these over-the-top extravagant lives. Some people were because that was part of their contract. But what happens is that when social media comes into play, oftentimes people will look at that and think that's who they're supposed to be. Yes. And that's where the boat gets missed. Now, this so, is – yeah, absolutely. And this is something that, that I – part of why I have this show is this is all – it all started with an opportunity, but it's this is all source-guided. And one of the things is that you brought up some really good points here, and that is that in doing spiritual counseling, which I see that you do, is that you help that person decide of who they really are on their own. Absolutely, and you are using right. Their own ability as their own intuitive ability, and this is what what I have a little bit of a. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm not angry about it because everybody's got to do what they've got to do, and I completely have, you know, I have the happiness for everybody to be where they're at and learn the way that they want to. But what happens? I think that social media has the internet has so much information about psychic abilities and what you should look like and what they should be that that they everybody has all this information and they suddenly just become a psychic or suddenly they're they're a metaphysical uh practitioner and with all just based on information from the internet or learning from from youtube like i learned how to do you know tarot from the youtube and this is not to say anything this is i you know, completely have a lot of, to all the people who are teaching all of that, but I, I met someone yesterday who will be on the show, and she's a Tarot, uh, she's been doing Tarot for a very long time, and she's also a teacher, and we had a, just a brief discussion, and she said, but they're not listening, they're not learning the ancient mysteries and the ancient wisdom that comes with it when you work with someone from a, a one-to-one. I agree. I absolutely agree. And they're agree. not learning and how to use their ability to find out their own way. Just like you, you found yes. your own way in your own involvement. Exactly. You know, it's really interesting, and I love that you brought that up. I mean, I could talk a whole other hour on just that, because what I've discovered is this, is that when people come to see me, oftentimes I'm not the first one they've come to see so there are some people out there, and I'll say they, 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 they run the circuit. And so they'll see like maybe five, seven, up to ten tarot readers or healers maybe in a month. And what they'll always say, and the reason why I know is they'll say, oh, well, the last psychic told me this. Or, mm-hmm. or, 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 oh, well, this person told me that. And what I always say to them is, but what do you know to be true? That what Thank if it's you. not about what all these people are telling you, it's what is going on inside of you. Thank because you. Because if you understand that, then it doesn't matter what all these people are saying. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is what you trust and to believe in from within. And that's oh, right the, on, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and and that's the essence that I hope that people walk away with after they have a session with me 
is that Mm -hmm. I want them to understand that their value is already inside of them. You know, going to see different people for various things, I get it. But if you're going for the same question, if you're going for the same outcome, and you're not learning, then why are you there? Thank you. (laughs) You know, and right? And that's the part that's difficult to 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 teach people in an hour session because there's so many different layers to it. And that's why when I shifted to spiritual counseling, I understood deep within myself this is the reason why people need to take a step back and look at everything that's available, especially when you said, you know, on the internet, all they have to do is log on and there's a wonderful abundance of things they can choose from, but what are they really searching for? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's all about healing, and it's about the authenticity of knowing this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Of finding who their true selves are. Definitely. This has been so so amazing. I hope that you'll be able to come back with us. I know you're a busy uh, person, but maybe you'll come back and give us an update of what's going on with you. And I want to, I'm going to be wrapping it up, but please let everyone know, since you're not on the Internet and social media, yet anyways but in the meantime please tell us and i have it here on the link for anybody to see but i'd like for you to let everybody know how they can reach you where they can call you and how to be in touch with you now this is all across the country everyone you can call patrick so go ahead patrick tell us how how to reach you thank you okay so Currently, there there are two locations. Um, there's Awakening Center for Conscious Living. That's in Laguna Hills, California. And the website is awakeningcenter.com. The number is 949-457-0797. Or they can contact me in Visions and Dreams, which is in Costa Mesa. And that can be visionsanddreamsonline.com. And the number is 949-650-6929. Fantastic. And by the way, that's on the link if you guys didn't get it, okay? So it's on the link. You guys just check it out and write it down and call Patrick. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope you'll come back. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much more, and we're definitely on – we have – a lot of matches on, on a lot of things that we look at and how things are going on this world and how, so definitely I'd like to have more conversation with you. Um, in the meantime, I just wanted to tell everyone, thank you for tuning in and that we are on Spreaker and of course, blog talk radio, which is, you are listening to right now. We're on iTunes and wonderful. iHeart radio. Um, Lions Radio Network is a website where all a lot of the shows are on, so you can go there. Um, we are also on Amazon, so you can call us up on Alexa and Echo. So if you ever choose to, you know, just pull us up. We're right there. You can listen to Patrick in the next time around. And um, so, once again, thank you again for tuning in, Patrick. Thank you. I'm going to uh, go ahead. I was just going to say thank you so much for having me as a guest. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you'd like to before we leave? Well, the only thing I'm going to say is this, is that 
I trust in the universe that goodness can happen, and I also believe in the collective conscious. So okay. I look forward to um, wonderful things happening in, in, in our United States and elsewhere. All right. Thank you. And on that, we shall, we shall uh, exit. And until next week, you guys, thank you again. This is Spiritual Intelligence. Thank you.